Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Oh Jesus, we give you honor, we give you glory. Thank you, Spirit of God. Do what you do best in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for Jesus and you may be seated. Amen. Wonderful. All right. Let's all be seated. And this evening, I want to share a very simple message with you. I want to share with you, redemption is costly. Redemption is costly. To redeem you is costly. Redemption is the act of buying back. The act of buying something back. This convention, I'm believing God that he will give us certain deeper understanding of our spiritual walk with him. Amen. Amen. Redemption is costly. It is expensive. Amen. Amen. And I want all of your attention. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, in the world that we live in, there are certain things that are considered to be expensive. Certain things we consider as costly. There are certain things, certain cars, for instance, that we consider as expensive. Isn't that so? Yes. There are certain buildings that we consider as expensive. Certain houses are expensive. There are certain apartments, depending on where they are located, they are considered to be very expensive. Isn't that so? Yes. A brother was telling me about an apartment that someone bought in Manhattan for millions and millions of dollars. An apartment. And in that apartment, when you enter, it's like you are in a house, but it's an apartment, in an apartment building. Very expensive. Amen. So there are certain things that in this world are considered to be very expensive. Certain jewels are considered to be very expensive. Certain clothes are considered to be expensive. Isn't that so? certain areas to live there is considered to be very expensive. Amen. Amen. But there is something that is much more expensive than anything you can imagine in this world. In the world that we live in. There is still yet something that is much more expensive than anything that you can find in this world or that can ever exist in this world. Something that is very expensive. And that thing is your soul. Amen. 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 I say that thing is your soul. Hallelujah. Now the cost of buying back your soul or redeeming your soul is more expensive than anything in this world. Are you with me? The cost of acquiring your soul, buying back your soul, or redeeming your soul is much more expensive than anything you can find in this world. Hallelujah. You see, it is just you who does not know the value of your soul. You do not know the value of your soul, and that is why you toy with it. That is why you play with it. 
That is why you have no value for it because you do not know how costly your soul is. And in this world, there are certain things that people owe or they own. That is the word I'm trying to use. There are certain things that people own and they do not know the value. Do you agree? There are certain things that people own, but they have no idea of their value. And so they don't place any value to it, and they don't treat it as a valuable thing. Amen. Amen. Like someone can find an expensive artwork, do you see? An expensive artwork, and because you don't know the value... You don't treat it with any care. You don't value it. You know, recently, my daughter called my wife, and she said, um, there is an artwork that is in the basement, and I want to auction it. (laughs) You know, and this piece has been in the basement for a long time. And it has collected dust. But the moment someone found value for it. And she said, I want to, if you can bring it to me, I want to auction it. Suddenly, someone's eyes was open. (laughs) And she said, how much (laughs) am I going to get from it? So suddenly, I see now the artwork is being dusted. It's being cleaned. It's being prepared for auction. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But it has been lying there, and no one placed any value to it. But someone with an eye said, this is valuable, and I want to auction it. And so now, it has to be protected. It has to be kept. Phone calls ought to go on, and discussions have to go on. And how we are going to share the outcome now has become an issue. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And so sometimes we own something and we don't know the value of it. Amen. And oftentimes we need someone to tell us that this thing is valuable. This thing is valuable. And when that person that knows come to tell you that this is valuable, you better open your eyes. You better now take it back and start cleaning it because it has value. The fact that you don't know the value of it and the fact that you trivialize it does not mean that it does not have value. People have certain coins that is in their changes. They are just lying there and They have no value for it. Sometimes it's just a penny. Do you understand? And then suddenly you see someone come on TV and says this coin was made in a certain year and it has this value. This penny is worth this million. And now suddenly you go into your changes and you begin to dig in to look to see if you can find a coin that has that date on it, because they are looking for this coin. Perhaps there are only five, and you have one of them. And so suddenly, you bring all the coins that you have no value for, and you begin to look in. Amen. Amen. And so sometimes you may own something that you may not have an idea how that thing costs. Sometimes that thing is even sold on the flea market. You know what is a flea market? Yes. Flea market is a place where they sell secondhand goods, useless items, items that people don't need, and they put them there. Not even in a supermarket. Flea market. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And sometimes someone who has an eye may find something even on the flea market and say, this has value. 
this thing has value. Now you realize that the owner who put it on the market to sell does not know the value. Amen. Amen. The owner does not know the value. And so the person will put it on the flea market. Now one such treasure that we have is our soul. One such treasure that we have is our soul. For which we do not know the value. Amen. Amen. We do not know the value of our souls. People buy expensive insurance for the flesh, for the body, for the future care of the body. People pay expensive insurance for it. But you realize that we don't pay for the security, the future security, the insurance of our souls. Because we have no idea the value of our souls. Amen. Amen. Now God gave us a little glimpse, a little glimpse of the value of the soul in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36. Mark chapter 8 and verse 36. He says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole of his job and lose his own soul? What shall it profit a man if he shall gain his job and lose his soul? Not his job. Are you reading with me? He says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole of his apartment building and lose his soul? No. Is it not what we're reading? Would you not take the whole of your apartment building if they say don't come to church on Sundays? We give you the whole of your apartment building or the, the whole year of your rent. No rent the rest of your life here in this apartment. As long as you be the super every Sunday. Only Sundays. How many people would not choose that? You're living in this land and you don't pay rent. Are you with me? The whole of your apartment, no rent. No utilities. How about that? We add utilities. It means you are living here for free. Isn't it a nice package? It's a nice package. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole of the Bronx? All the buildings in the Bronx, including the cars that are in the Bronx. Be realistic. Be realistic. The whole of the Bronx. All the cars in the Bronx. All the trains that enter into Bronx. Every fare. Every fare that anyone pays. On all the buses that roam the streets of the Bronx. The whole of the Bronx. Just give your soul and we give you all of that. Now how about... For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole of New York? The whole of New York with all the skyscrapers. Are you serious? Are you serious? You mean you will not take the whole of New York with the Hudson River? With all the buildings lying along the Hudson River? You can move from one building to the other, live anywhere you want, and give your soul. But you are giving Sunday, you are giving your job already. So how about the whole of New York? How about the whole of New York? Okay, let's add the whole of London to New York. Now the whole of London to New York. Would you take it? How many takers are here? You own the whole of New York. 
You own the whole of London for your soul. Now we adding Hong Kong to it. Which city? Where should? Where else? We are adding Dubai to it. Okay, now four first great cities: Dubai, London, Paris. We are adding Paris to it. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole of New York, the whole of London, the whole of Dubai, the whole of Paris, the whole of Shanghai? And lose his soul. Just, just your soul. Just lose your soul. We are adding Israel. Israel. The whole of Israel. Not only Jerusalem. The whole of Israel. We are adding to it. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Now the whole world. The whole world. You don't want four cities. You don't want five cities. You don't want six cities. The city of your Lord added to it. You still don't want it. God is saying, how about the whole world? He said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Not the soul of himself and his family. Just his own one single soul. What shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a man? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing. There is nothing in this world that you can give in exchange for your soul. It means that there is nothing in this world that has a value equivalent to your soul. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world. The Aramaic Bible says, What payment shall a man give to regain his soul again? What payment? What payment shall a man give? A man. That is in this world. No possession. Nothing in this world. Shall a man give in exchange for his soul. Now I say a glimpse into the value of your soul. God is giving us a glimpse of it. Because he could not find anything in the world that he can present to you, that you can say that this soul is very precious, is very valuable. He couldn't find anything. So he says, let me put the whole of the world. Consider you own the whole of the world. It is still not worth your soul. It is still not worth your soul. Amen. And so, many people are not conscious of the value of their souls. And so, many people toil with their souls. And unfortunately, many Christians who even claim to be born again also do not know the value of their soul. Amen. Amen. The way you are living your life, the way your life is, shows that you have no idea the value that is placed on your soul. Are you with me? Yes. The Bible says there is nothing in this world that carries the value of buying one single soul. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world that you can find. No building, no job, no amount of money, no, no city, no country. It's worth the value of your soul. Amen. Amen. So there is nothing in this world that can be comparable or that can be exchanged for your soul. We cannot find anything in this world that can buy your soul. So the only thing that could be used to buy back your soul has to come not from this world. It cannot come from this world because there is nothing in this world that we can find to redeem your soul or to buy your soul back. Nothing. There's nothing. Nothing in this world that God could find 
He says, there's nothing that I can find in this well. Even if I was to put the whole well together, it still cannot redeem one single soul. It's too costly. Too expensive. Not even one angel from heaven, not even one angel from heaven is worth your soul. Not even an angel is worth your soul. Not even the whole host of the heavenly angels. Not even all of them. God would have done that. If that was worth your soul. Not even. The host of the angels. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, your soul is worth the only begotten son of the Lord. Amen. Your soul is worth the only begotten son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is only the blood of Jesus. Amen. Only the blood of Jesus that can redeem your soul. Amen. Your redemption is costly. Amen. I say your redemption is costly. Amen. 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 That is why Good Friday is such an important day in the life of every Christian. Amen. You know, and if we understood this, this place will be packed. Everyone who has not been in church for the longest will be here. If we understood this, we will not be at work. Because work is not enough. No work, no job is worth our soul. No work, no hours, no, uh, no check is worth your soul. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is why this place is not packed. Otherwise, there will be people outside and we have to put speakers if we understood the value of our soul. Amen. Amen. Because it is the day, this day is the day that the price for our soul was paid. Amen. Amen. So the crucifixion of Christ is a priceless cost. Hallelujah. Let's read scripture in Psalm 49. We are going to read Psalm 49 and then we will close. I finished preaching. I said I finished preaching. Amen. Amen. Psalm 49 and verse 1. He says, hear this, all ye people, give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world. Hear this, all ye people. This message is for all people, all inhabitants of this world must hear this message. All inhabitants of this world, if you are living in this world, you ought to hear this. He says, hear this, all ye people. And all inhabitants of the world. No matter how you are. No matter who you are. He says. Both low and high. Rich and poor together. That means no matter who you are. No matter how rich you are. No matter how poor you are. This message is relevant to you. Amen. He says. My mouth shall speak of wisdom. And the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Amen. We need wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We need understanding. Amen. You see, wisdom is very important. Wisdom is mostly for young people like all of you. Amen. Say, I'm young. I'm young. Yes. Wisdom is mostly for young people. Young people are the ones who need wisdom the most. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Old people don't need wisdom. Old people, people who are old, they don't need wisdom. But unfortunately, they are the ones who have a lot of it. But they don't need wisdom. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? People who are old, they don't need wisdom. They don't need it anymore because they have passed 
the period where they needed the wisdom. They are past the period where wisdom could be applied. And they don't need it anymore because their lives are gone. They are finished living their lives where wisdom was needed to be applied. Hallelujah. Because if you are old, you have married the right person or the wrong person already. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You don't now need wisdom to make that choice. You have either taken the right course or the wrong course already. And you don't need wisdom now to go back and make that decision. You are done. Are you with me? You have made all the mistakes that you need to make already. And so you don't need wisdom. You are done. You are finished. You have done everything already. And so you don't need wisdom. And now, old people have learned from the mistakes that they have made. From the mistakes that they have made, they have learned wisdom. Are you with me? When you make mistakes, then you learn wisdom. That is why a lot of times old people sound like preachers. You know, when your parents start talking to you, you say they are preaching to me. You say, okay, go on, keep preaching. You know, when old people open their mouth to speak, they speak wisdom. And wisdom, it comes from God. That is why they sound like preachers when old people speak. Because they have made mistakes and they, are, they have seen it all. So every move you make, they seem to have something to say about it. Do you understand? Yes. That is why when you are young and old people are speaking, you must pay attention. Because they have made several mistakes and they have gained wisdom. They have so much wisdom, but it's useless to them. It cannot be applied anymore. Amen. Amen. Wisdom comes from God. And so when old people are speaking, they sound like God. As if they, have, they, they, they see the future. Do you understand? And you argue with them. You say, leave me to live my life. You have finished living your life. Let me also live my life. Let me experience things for myself. You don't need to experience things for yourself. You need to pay attention to wisdom. Amen. And apply wisdom. Amen. Amen. So when an older person says, no, you can't marry this one, marry this one. You say, no, this one, when he's eating, he opens his mouth. So I don't like that one. Amen. Now the difference between wisdom and understanding is very important. And I'm believing God that by the grace of God, you have wisdom and you will have understanding. Hallelujah. Say, I'm young. young. I can still apply wisdom. wisdom. So wisdom and understanding are two different things. Wisdom is having knowledge and knowing what to do. That is wisdom. You have knowledge and you are able to apply the knowledge. You know what to do. That is wisdom. Many people have that. Amen. Now, understanding is having the knowledge and knowing why you must do what you have to do. That is understanding. When you have understanding, your approach to things are different. Amen. Example, speaking in tongues, for instance. Many people speak in tongues. And many people know that it is good to speak in tongues. But they do not know why they must speak in tongues. But by the grace of God, if you were here last night, you understand why you must speak in tongues. And that is why when you gain understanding, it makes you do it more and more. And then encourage others to do it. Do you understand? It will make you do it more. Imagine every day you realize that when I step into the supernatural, I am with God and I'm speaking to God for an hour. You would want to do that every day for an hour or more, three hours. 
Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When you understand. Hallelujah. So when you understand things, it helps you to build on it. The lack of understanding is the reason why many Christians do not place any importance to the things of God. Because we lack understanding. But what we are sharing, I believe most of you know already. But I'm believing God that we are going to have understanding. And that will help us to strengthen ourselves. Amen. Amen. He says, I will incline my ear to a parable. I will open my dark sayings upon the harp. Verse 5. It says, Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? There is a day of evil. It says, Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about? Amen. You see, you have committed so many sins and you have gotten away with it. You have lied many times and you have gotten away with it. Are you with me? You have stolen many things and you have gotten away with it. You have done so many evil things and you have gotten away with it. You have cheated and you have gotten away with it. You were not caught. You have deceived people. You pretended to be someone and you were not. And you got away with it. And you were not caught. You stole him. You have blasphemed. Today we went on evangelism and as we were sharing, I met a young man. And I said, I want to share with you about Jesus Christ. And the comment he made, immediately I felt in my spirit as going down on my knees and praying for him. That the Lord forgives him for the comment that came from his mouth. I said, mm. We are blasphemed and we have gotten away with it. Amen. Amen. We have mocked God and we have gotten away with it. People have mocked the church and we have gotten away with it. We have toiled with the things of God and we have gotten away with it. But he says, wherefore should I fear? Wherefore should I fear? In the days of evil, so many things that we have done, so many evil things that we have done, that we have gotten away with it. But a day is coming. I said, a day is coming. When the iniquity of your heels, the iniquity of your heels are the sins that have followed you. Your sins, as if you have gotten away with it, they are following you. They are iniquity of your heels. As you step, they are following you. You think you have gotten away with it, but they are iniquity of your heels. He said that it shall encompass you. Everything you have done will come on that day to compass about your legs. Everything. It will wrap around you. Amen. He says, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. Hallelujah. Even the rich. The rich people may have gotten away with so many things. Because you have money. Money has gotten you through so many things. It has gotten you through so many. You have committed a lot of crimes and it has gotten you through it. He says, even the rich who seem to have gotten away with everything because of their money. On this day, he said, on this day, none of them, none of them can by any means redeem his brother. None of them. No amount of money. No amount of money. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. Nothing that you have. Nothing. Amen. Amen. Verse 7, again, it says, none of them, none of them can by any means. So there is no means here on earth. No means that any man has. There is nothing that any man has that can redeem you. That can redeem your soul. Hallelujah. He said, none of them can by any means. Verse 8. He says, for the redemption of their soul is 
precious. He said, the redemption of your soul is precious. Your soul is costly. To redeem your soul is precious. It's costly. The redemption of their souls is precious. And it ceases forever. When it's gone, it's gone. Your soul. We have no idea the value of our soul. And so we toil with it. We play with it. We play with it like toys. Today, here a lot, take. And then we take it back. And then we go and play again. Here a lot, take. We play with it like toys. Because we have no idea the value of our souls. Are you with me? He said that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he said that wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. You know, go back and switch to the New Living Translation. Let's move a little. If you can, please. He said, those who are wise must finally die, just like the foolish and senseless, leaving all their wealth behind. Leaving all their wealth. Beloved, what you are toiling for, what is keeping you away from God that you are toiling for, the Bible says you will leave all your belongings, all your wealth behind. All your wealth behind. Amen. Amen. You know, last Sunday, when we were in church, if you remember, because as I was coming to church, the Lord ministered to me that we should pray against sudden death. And we prayed, you know. And as we were praying, I thought that the Lord was leading me to lead you to pray that you will not die suddenly. But I didn't know that that prayer was for us. Do you understand? I didn't know that that prayer was for us. You know, as we were driving home, as we were going down the throughway, the 87, just about, I think it was about a minute or two, two minutes, or two, there was an accident, and the cars had turned. The car has turned. Do you remember I said, your body will not be extracted from a car? I didn't know that we were praying for ourselves. The car had turned, and they were extracting the bodies. The car had turned and crashed just a minute or two before we just got there. And as we passed, I said, ah, that was the prayer. I just mentioned to my, I said, ah, that was a prayer. But a moment like this, and it's there no more. He says, those who are wise must finally die, just like the foolish and senseless, leaving all their wealth behind. Everything that you are working for, everything that you are forsaking God for, you will leave them behind. The next verse, he says, the grave is their eternal home where they will stay forever. You will never have the grave as your eternal home. May the grave never be your eternal home. In the name of Jesus. It says they may name their estates after themselves. Have you realized how people name their estates? They have an estate and they say estate of this person. This person's tower. This person's estate. Are you with me? He said they name their estates after themselves. And, but their fame will not last. They will die just like animals. Because people leave their names on estates and they want to be remembered forever. Are you with me? People give names to their things. Sometimes you see somebody manages to buy a car, small car, and then you... Write the name, his name. Aaron, one. Aaron, two. 
MD. But their fame will not last. They will die just like animals. This is the fate of fools, though they are remembered as being wise. You see, this is the deception. We remember them as wise people. We talk about them as wise people. We go to their funerals and we talk about them as wise people. But the Lord is calling them fools. When you don't know how precious your soul is. Like sheep, they are led to the grave where death will, will be their shepherd. In the morning, the godly will rule over them. Their bodies will rot in the grave, far from the grand estates that they have built for themselves. Far. Far. But as for me, say as for me. Say as for me. God will redeem my life. I say God will redeem your life. God will redeem your life. God will pay the price for you. Jesus will lay down his life for you. He said, but as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. You are being snatched from the power of the grave. He said, God will redeem me. God will redeem you. Your redemption is costly. Amen. So don't be dismayed when the wicked grow rich and their homes become ever more splendid. Don't be dismayed. Don't go after that. When you see the rich displaying and splendid. Amen. For when they die, they take nothing with them. Their wealth will not follow them into the grave. Have you realized that? Yes. In this life, they consider themselves fortunate and are applauded for their success. But they will die like all before them and never again see the daylight. But you will see the light of the day. I say you will see the light of the day because Christ has redeemed you from the power of darkness. Amen. Christ has redeemed you. People who boast of their wealth don't understand. You see, you don't understand. But you are receiving understanding today. I say you are receiving understanding today. He said, people who boast of their wealth don't understand. They will die just like animals. Everyone, they will die just like animals. Down verse 51, Psalm 50 verse 1, the Lord, the almighty God is one. And he has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets, including you and I. The Lord has summoned us to hear this. That your soul is costly. That your soul is precious. That there is so much that has gone in to redeem you. A price has been paid for your soul. I say a price has been paid for your soul. I say a price has been paid for your soul. You see, we forsake the Lord. We let this soul sit and then we go after all things. But it says that he in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. He says, if God did not withhold his only son. He said, he who withheld not his own son. Since he did not go back to King James. He says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He delivered him. He delivered him. How much more with him also? Freely give you all things. Freely give you all things. How much more with him also? Freely give you a good job. Freely give you a good marriage. Freely give you children. Freely give you promotion. Freely give you bank accounts. Freely give you health. How much with him also? Freely. How much more? If he did not spare his own son, but delivered him for us all, how would he, not with him also, freely give you all things? Beloved, 
Your soul is costly. I say a price has been paid for your soul. It is costly to redeem you. Now may the Lord waken you up. May your eyes be open to see that your soul is priceless. That your soul is costly. He says not the whole world, nothing in this world can buy your soul. Nothing in this world is worth your soul. Not your, not your job, not your marriage, not your bank account, not your children, nothing in this world, not your time, not your comfort, not your sleep, not your rest, nothing in this world, nothing in this world can buy your soul. Amen. Have you thought about that? Amen. Amen. Last night we read a scripture that when we gather like this, the blood of Jesus is in our midst also to save. Beloved, we have toiled with our souls. We have not placed value on our souls. We have not been awakened to the price that has been paid for our souls. And our behavior and our attitude shows it. Tonight, with all eyes closed, and every head bow. I want to give everyone who is here a chance. I want to give you a chance. You don't know the value. You don't know the price that has been paid to redeem you. You don't know how costly it has been to redeem you. It's not worth an angel. It's not worth ten thousands of angels. It has cost the only begotten son, the blood of the lamp of God, the blood of Jesus has been shed for your soul. The blood of Jesus has fallen for your soul. Today, as we remember Good Friday, the sufferings of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity you are here. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ. I want my soul to be redeemed. Now I understand the cost, the value of this soul that God has given me. If that is your prayer, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. If that is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus as your Savior. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. You want to receive Jesus. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. If that is your prayer, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Is there anyone here like that? The blood of Jesus is here to save. The blood of Jesus is here to redeem. The blood of Jesus is ready to cleanse on this Good Friday. You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. I want to give you one more chance. Perhaps you hear a small voice telling you today, if you had heard the voice of God, do not harden your heart. You are here, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I want to receive Jesus. Beloved, it's not a joke. You have gotten away with so many things. But it says the iniquity of your heels, the iniquity of your heels, they will follow you. They will compass, run about you. There is an evil day that is coming. We say it, and we say it, and we say it. Do not toil with this. Do not play with this. I want you all to join me on this Good Friday. Let's say this prayer together. Can you please stand to your feet, please, with me? 
Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For dying for me. For dying for me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For the suffering. For the suffering. Thank you. Thank you. For the cross. For the cross. Tonight. Tonight. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I, I have sinned against you. I have lied. I have stolen. I have blasphemed. I have trivialized my salvation. Lord Jesus, I have trusted in riches. But tonight, I come to you with all my heart. With all my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Wash me with your precious blood. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, this evening, I welcome you into my heart. Please, be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. I realize how precious this soul is. I recognize how costly this redemption is. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me not to toy with my soul. I will not toy with my soul. I will not play with my soul. The redemption of my soul is very costly. Thank you, Jesus, for paying such a price to redeem me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Balu, of the cost of our redemption, Lord, forgive us, for we have toyed with our souls. We have toyed with our salvation. Lord, forgive us, for we have trivialized the suffering, the price that you paid for us. Father, forgive us. And tonight, Lord, as we come to you, welcome us, O God, like the prodigal son, Father, take us back into your kingdom. We give you glory. We give you honor for the great gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Dual of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Bright and Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.